0: Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all Bills all the time. And now Matt Bove and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking Bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bovee, it's always game day in Buffalo. Bills drop a 24-18 game to the Cincinnati Bengals. They're 5-4 and four now in the season. Okay. You opened up with something you said about maybe changes or... What you, however you phrase it, looking at the offense. So are we to that point, Matt? A, should the Bills consider some sort of change at offensive coordinator slash play caller, however you want to call it, do it? Do you think the Bills would consider something like that, given the MO of this organization?
1: Are we at the point to have the conversation? Absolutely. I don't know <laughs> if that means it has to happen this week, but I think it's absolutely to a point of having a conversation. Because they have not been good for a while. Since the Miami game, when they were exceptional, they have not been good. What have we said about every game besides the Bucs game since then? You go to Jackson or you go to London to play the Jags. Offense was way too slow out of the gate. It was unacceptable. Oh, they should have flown out a couple days earlier. It wouldn't have mattered. The offense just wasn't good. Then they come back and they score 14 points on the Giants, who are also just dead. They sneak out a win. So you're like, okay, whatever. Then you go to New England and you score whatever, 25 points, with all of it coming at the end of the game because, once again, offensively, you're just not good. And then next week, last week, you beat the Bucs. And they started strong and then kind of fell asleep in the second half. But you're like, well, you know what? They got out in front. They played smart. That was okay. And then yesterday was just bad again. So it, it's five weeks. It's not a week or two. It's now – More than half of the season that you have played so far, you have had major concerns about the offense. So I think the conversation absolutely needs to happen. I do not think the Bills will do it, though. I do not think the Bills are going to fire him and Dorsey. I think they are going to – try. I think they think it is an execution problem and not a play design problem. But my counter to that is if you're not executing, you need to put your team in a position where you are able to execute and they are clearly well, not doing that.
0: But what if it's but what if it's a personnel problem and like Sean McDermott again? I'm gonna go back to your your question, his answer. Yeah. So he says guys are maybe guys aren't getting open. Let's just say guys just aren't getting open. So I don't know if any offensive coordinator play caller is gonna fix that, Matt. I mean, what what are you supposed to do in that situation? You then you need better players to do it. Well, yes, but you could also say I need a guy who's able to
1: scheme up things to get them open. But I, I know.
0: The I just don't. I, I, I you, yeah. You can't. You can't just so, say it, pull it out of thin air. Well, just scheme them open. If they can't get open, they can't get open. I mean, there's players on the other side that are preventing from that who get paid too. You're right,
1: but I the players need to have some account. And I'm not saying that they're not. The players need to have some accountability here. But look at even the touchdowns that the Bengals scored last night. So you had the touchdown from. The two tight ends. Irv Smith was the first one. I forgot who scored the second one. But, True like, sample. Those those guys, Irv Smith on, you know, a route to the corner, of the end zone, is wide open. Like, yeah, that's their fifth or sixth weapon. And then Sample is obviously sitting there in coverage. The, the pass rush doesn't get to them. They dump it off, and he takes it 25 yards. But it doesn't feel like that happens to the Bills ever. Like, I sit there and I watch it, and it feels like every single time they move the ball, Josh has to make a great play. And I just feel like once again, so much is put on him to try and make the people around them better. And I understand he's your best player. Like you need to have him be your best player most days. It just doesn't feel like there's anything just easy for the taking out there. It always feels like it's a little bit more difficult than it needs to be.
0: Agreed. I, I think I look at it like this. I don't think you're wrong. I'm just trying to look at the, I think there's three parts of this. There could be, well, I, like the play calling, the actual play call and scheming guys, there's the execution of that. And then there's the, it doesn't matter what I call because I don't have good enough players who are going to be in position. I mean, so I look at it as you could take whoever you think is the greatest offensive coordinator in the league, the greatest play call in the league. You put him in here. Maybe he also can't put these guys in position if they can't do it. I mean, can Gabe Davis separate from someone, right? Can Khalil Shakir separate from someone? I don't know. Do you have a tight you have a tight end um beyond beyond Dalton Kincaid where is Quentin Morris going to do that? So I, I'm not disagreeing at all that the offense has to have we have to look at something here and say what is the what is the end game here? Is it Ken Dorsey? And maybe you just need a fresh new look of eyes. That's fine too. I just uh-huh. I wonder if the roster's flawed, I guess. Maybe that's the way I want to say it. Is the is the roster flawed too? It doesn't matter who's calling the plays because you just don't have it. Offensively, yes, absolutely. Well, offensively,
1: the roster is. Flawed. Well, then what does and then
0: what does the play caller or offensive coordinator? What do you do then? Because if the fans want to call be up a, and say you got to make a gonna, change, I don't know what matters then.
1: There's going to be a fall guy. Somebody's going, sure. to get, and it's not and it's not going to be Josh and it's not going to be Sean. So just process of I, elimination. Okay, I know. Like, I'm asking,
0: but is that but that's a fall guy, Matt? But you're what you're saying there. A fall guy is well. someone has got to take the fall. I'm saying, does it matter though? Does it really matter? Would it matter? Does it actually make a tangible difference though? You could say it's for aesthetics and, and for optics and that's cool. And I get why things like that happen,
1: but would it um, matter? Well, I guess the other counter is this Ken Dorsey might not be the only person to blame. He might not even be the most important person to blame, but a very simple question. Do you think Ken Dorsey has been good at his job as the bills offensive coordinator? Cause I don't, I think he's been fine and I think that there's Mm -hmm. growing pains, and I think that that's to be expected when you're following somebody who is an exceptional offensive coordinator. But if you asked me right now, I think if you asked a lot of people right now, is Ken Dorsey doing a good job? I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't say he's doing a good job. We've had these conversations about the offense for more of this year than we have for the good games, and then at times last year as well in the middle of the season. But they were able to pull out those games, and right now they're not able to. So I think that, yeah, it's probably not fair, but the margins in the NFL are so small and the stakes are so high. I mean, this team has a top five player in the NFL, a quarterback, and mm-hmm. they're still struggling offensively. Some of that's on Josh, but I don't think much of it is. I, I really don't right. even think he's playing bad. I really don't think he's playing bad. No. So No, no. I mean, they might, they
0: might be – if it wasn't for him, they might be. it'd be a lot worse, probably. That's right. Yeah,
1: if, if, if your quarterback wasn't a freak, like, I don't know, you are probably, probably have three wins or something like that. So, yeah, I don't think it's fair to put it all on Ken Dorsey, but I also don't think it's like he's done enough to keep it either.
0: Yeah. Well, I want to make one more point on this before we move on to where they stand right now, and that is, first of all, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I think I'm just trying to find the answer here and say – I don't know that they do have guys on staff who've called plays, who've coordinated offenses before. If you're going to make that change, you have a lot of tentacles involved here. That's not just call playing calls. It's I mean, calling uh-huh. plays. It's Monday through Saturday, the operation, the entire thing, coordinating offense. And I do want to point out a big reason Ken Dorsey's in his position. He has the endorsement of number 17. I mean, the bills made it clear when they promoted him, Josh Allen wanted Ken Dorsey as his offensive coordinator. And I'm not telling you, Josh Allen is making the hiring and firing. That's not the case in the organization, and it nor should be. But I think you have to consider all of the things that go into something like that. And, you know, if, sure, if they're going to make the move, they want to make the move. They feel they have to make the move. But that is something you have to think about going forward. Speaking of going forward, though, the other part of this is okay, things look bleak and they are. They're out, outside looking in right now in the, in the playoff picture. They're five and four. They're even behind the Jets who play tonight as we talk. They're also only a half game out of the division lead, which is incredible. I mean, with with eight games still to play, eight games still to play, they're only a half game out of the division lead. And to me now, Mac, this season just becomes about that. Win the division. You can still win this division. You can still beat the Miami Dolphins and the Jets and win the division. And then you're still a top four seed in the playoffs. And maybe by then you start to figure some things out. So I just want to turn around and look at the other side of it and say, sure, it looks bad. You're on the outside looking in. You're a half game out of a division lead with not with eight games left.
1: Yeah, it, it's the easiest and clearest path to the playoffs is to win the division and you still get to play Miami again. But I yeah. also don't see Miami. I was looking at the this morning. I don't see a lot of games for them that are really tough. Their last three games, I believe they play Baltimore. They obviously play the Bills to close out the season. And I think they have one other tough game right in there. But after this week against Kansas City, They've kind of got a cakewalk for it feels like five weeks where the Bills – I think they play the the Jets on Black Friday. I really don't think. With that defense. They do. They they do. They play the Jets on Black Friday. But I just think that I am anticipating the Dolphins lose, let's say, two more games. So then they have five losses. The Bills already have four. Maybe they lose three more games because the Bills beat them. But even if that's the case, I don't know if I can say the Bills are absolutely going to win five of their last eight games. I think no. now you, you, you have no margin for error because you have to right. now beat Denver. You have to beat the Jets. You have to beat the Patriots. You have to beat the Dolphins, obviously, the last week of the season. And then you have to mix in at least one more win, probably the Chargers. But the Chargers, I do not think, are a cakewalk. And then obviously you've got to play the Chiefs. You've got to play – the Cowboys, you know, th- there's two ways of looking at it. Like the schedule is hard, but also I don't know if any of the teams that they are about to face are better than the Bengals, who they absolutely could have beaten yesterday. So that's kind of where I'm like trying to find the balance. Oh, I forgot the Cowboys too. <laughs> that that could be sure. a really tough game. At least it's at home for you. So I think the Bengals might be the best team that they play all season. Maybe the Eagles. One of those two teams. But you were in it until the end against the Bengals, and you played a really sloppy game. You had two turnovers. I think a little of this, too, is like you need to start getting turnovers for as good as the defense has been. They haven't had an interception since the Dolphins game. They haven't had an interception since the Dolphins game. And then I think besides that, since London, I think they have one turnover. And it was the Jordan Poyer punch in New England that kind yep. of brought them back into the game. That is the only turnover that they have forced. So every single week, it feels like you're playing the game with one hand tied behind your back because you're losing the turnover battle. So, yeah, it's, it's bleak. I think right now, mathematically, if you look at the analytic websites, they are more likely to miss the playoffs than they are yep. to make the playoffs. I think I'll give it a 50-50 shot. I'll give them a little bit more benefit of the doubt because they have Josh Allen, but I, I'm not confident that they're going to go and make the playoffs. I'm not confident that they're going to win the division. At this point, my mindset has shifted to well, just get in and get hot, right? Like yeah. do what happened in 2021. That's be
0: about. Yeah, was 2021's a great six. example. Seven and six after 13 six. weeks.
1: Yes. Seven that team was seven and six. And then they got hot at the end. Now, at the end of that season, they played like the Panthers who stunk, the Jets who stunk, another team who stunk. So it was very much like getting through the gauntlet of the schedule, which was the middle, and you should be able to win kind of your end of your last games, and they did. They won every game after the Bucks game until the 13 seconds game. So I think that would be the glass half full approach here of like, well, get hot, get into a playoff spot. And then just hope you get hot. That's the one thing about the Bills is if they get into the playoffs, even if they're like the seven seed, I think they absolutely have a chance in any game that they play. You know, even if you're the seven seed and you gotta go on the road to Kansas City or something, like you get a chance. You don't got a great chance, but you at least got a chance. So it's uh it's bleak, but it's not completely over.
0: All right. You be safe on your way back to Buffalo. We'll talk again later this week. Thanks to Mike A for producing Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove. It's always game day in Buffalo. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. iTunes, Spotify, WGR odyssey at Matt be safe on your way back, buddy.
1: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. And if you're listening, sorry if the audio or if it was cutting in and out, I, I got nah, back good. this morning. I, I got to try and be on TV in Buffalo at five o'clock. So I had to leave super early so shout out to Sal and Mike for uh, working with me here and I think you're heading into the station right? So we, we I'm have going to do my eight point show that's
0: right. It should be some very, interesting phone
1: call today. Okay. Very hectic Monday for sure. But uh yeah, yeah let's have a good
0: week